0: welcome to the pinch to zoom podcast the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news products and trends I'm
1: Stetson I'm Gabe and, and today and this oh. is not a normal episode you can kind of disregard that whole intro about this is what the pinch to zoom podcast is because today I mean we're, we're kind of zooming in on some stuff but you know we're trying to put out this bonus episode and just you know provide some escape and entertainment. Entertainment, um, I think, is the key there. Basically, what we're doing here is
0: kind of diving through some of the videos we've created, some of the most challenging and interesting shots we've gotten, and just share some of our stories as content creators. And I yeah. think I think it'll be a good episode. Like I'm interested to hear what Gabe has to say. We haven't discussed anything really beforehand, so it's gonna be a, a little bit of a surprise going into this. And yeah, it should be it should be a fun episode and uh something different than your your regularly scheduled tech bombardment.
1: Yeah, I kind of, you know, I can't decide where content should be like should it be acknowledging what we're going through now, you know, because I've seen so much content come out that like feels crazy out of place even though it was filmed only like 4 days prior, you know, and it feels like the the person's talking about stuff and you're like what world is this person coming from? But then again, it's kind of nice cuz it's refreshing. It's like, ah, oh, this is something different, but then it, you know, it's, it's it's just a tough, tough time we're living in here. So we're going with this bonus episode, talking about some stuff to get our minds off, uh, you know, the current stuff that's going on uh, with challenges. And by the way, let's just take a moment to wish everyone, you know, stay healthy, stay safe, stay positive while you're out there. Um, remember, remember to use moisturizer. This is something I feel like isn't said
0: enough. I know from my experience, washing my hands all day, every day. Kind of dries out my skin a little bit. So remember to use uh, some proper hand moisturizer as well. Keep that skin nice and vibrant, fresh and healthy. What have you been up to, by the way, Setson? Anything? Well, I, I work at home all day, every day. So, so I, I'm not, on my not YouTube much, channel. Not much changes anyways there. I have not seen a different change. There's a few more people in my office all of a sudden, which is a little weird for me. So yeah. my parents are now working at home and we have someone else living with us who is also now working from home. Uh, but otherwise, I'm I'm
1: still making videos. Gabe, what have, what have you been up to? I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty pretty much the same for me. I was gonna I was gonna move to LA, and that we were planning that up till like maybe I think we were planning last Wednesday we were gonna drive out both of us, and we kind of it's crazy that we were even thinking about that at this current time. Yeah, but, I, but it seemed like it seemed like it was just gonna happen. It definitely feels weird because I know like up
0: until that weekend, the weekend before we were planning on leaving. It seemed reasonable, like yeah, this this virus was out there, but uh, you know, it seemed plausible for us to go on this trip and make it there. We had some concern, but I really feel it's exploded, and we made the right call, staying at home. So I, I think I think we should kind of get into this a little bit. Uh, we, we I want to cover a couple quick news topics because I think you know. No, this
1: isn't. We're not not we're not doing quick news. We're not. We're just going to talk slow about news, casual news. How about casual news? Casual news. Yeah, the thing I wanted to talk about is the iPad and the MacBook Air, which recently came out. Because I thought the MacBook Air was such a disappointment, this new one. And the biggest thing was, with all the people teleconferencing, it still has a webcam that's 720p. That like, It's crazy. That, it's
0: laughable. It really is. Although, I do like the new starting price point. It starts at
1: just $999, so I think that's yeah, a but step. No, it's a step in the right direction. It's at least barely under 1000 but still... Come on Apple. I mean, this could have been a clear push push back the release maybe by a couple months and retool them with the new webcams, but they shouldn't this it shouldn't have even been affected by this because there shouldn't be a reason why they're not putting at least 1080p webcams in all uh computers. Well, it is saving bandwidth, right? Because all Apple users are
0: only using 720p video resolution for all their video conferencing.
1: Well, it's not just Apple users too. It's, you know, uh, any HP, you know, any pretty much any computer out there laptop-wise has only a 720p webcam. And it's not that much more to put a you know, full 1080. But when you look at, you know, the iPad Pro that they also released that's cheaper, comes with a camera that's a 7 megapixel shooter on the front and can do 4K video.
0: Okay, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I think my phone does 4K 30 on the front-facing camera. Yeah. So, so it's just
1: it's just in contrast to what we're used to with phones and iPads. Not having you know something that's at least a 1080 is just disappointment. But let's let's enough of the MacBook Air. The MacBook, uh, you know, I feel like is they're trying to relegate that to the past. They're really focusing on their mobile. So what excited you about the iPad Pro? As someone who has a the last generation now iPad Pro, surprisingly, what was most exciting for me was actually the keyboard.
0: So Apple announced a keyboard accessory, and it includes a trackpad. Apple built in. A trackpad with their new magic keyboard and to describe this to someone is basically take take a laptop and then disconnect your screen I know it sounds like you're gonna break your laptop but disconnect the screen and kind of have it floating there and there's a little hinge that kind of goes behind the screen and connects it 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 looks like
1: it's basically like a surface Pro but kind of like the screen is raised up almost like it's a mini iMac yeah, I love that description. And what you're doing is you're snapping your
0: iPad pro into a magnetic section that holds it up and suspends it above the keyboard and then there's a little support thing in the back. it turns into your keyboard and you've got a keyboard and trackpad. So I'm most excited about that backlit keys and it it means Apple
1: is now adding in full trackpad support to iPad os. have I you think- seen Have you seen some of the you know the um, UI of how they implemented this? I have seen their promo clips and from that
0: I really like it where basically you get a little circle on the screen. Yeah, it's not it's not really a mouse
1: like that we're used to.
0: It's it's like a representation of a finger almost that you know, you yeah. know you're moving your finger around the trackpad but it's a little dot on the And iPad. then and then it kind of highlights buttons as it goes over them. I love that. I actually really I think that's clever, right? Like the the cursor will conform to the button shape as you hover over it. Yeah. It's nice. I think it's a nice touch. Yeah, we'll have uh, to the, see
1: how popular uh, you know, this new iPad is cuz otherwise other than the Magic Keyboard, the really only difference is like a slight processor bump and the new lidar and camera array on the back which I still don't think well, many people use iPads for for, the, you know, the, you know, taking pictures or stuff like that. But the good thing is the good thing is though the Magic Keyboard is compatible with your iPad Pro too. That's yeah.
0: correct. I I do want to talk about the the lidar though. I think this is interestingly positioned in the market right now. And my take is this iPad is positioned perfectly for businesses because not only do you have a powerful device that could potentially double as a laptop for a lot of users, but with that added LiDAR camera, what that's doing is sensing depth and giving you accurate measurements, which is perfect for augmented reality and building tools to help employees visualize things or uh, do on the job related tasks in a way they possibly couldn't do before. So I think from. I guess technically, but I mean, it still seems weird putting it in such a big form factor, right? I think it's perfect. Like, you want to be able to show your clients something big and beautiful. Like, let's say you go on a construction site and you want to overlay the finished building on site and what that would look like. Maybe even walk through it, right? You can just plop the building down and go on a virtual tour in the like dirt cleared out area. I think this is positioned perfectly to excel in a sort of business to business market. And I, I think as consumers, this may not be something we're seeing right now. But I think this is something Apple has their eyes on.
1: I Poten- really like potentially it. I do think also that right now it's not as applicable and not as useful, because we don't have as much software out there supporting it. But maybe in two three years as it becomes more standardized that we're having you know lidar and these advanced uh depth measuring sensors on the back of our devices it'll become you know there'll be more apps out there that actually support them and so they'll be more useful because you know apple can put as much hardware as they want in you know they could put a you know what five thousand gps trackers down to like millimeter precision and everything else all these fancy stuff and it still wouldn't matter it's true. I think from a consumer standpoint,
0: uh, it, it's mostly useless. Uh, if not, I've never really used that except for visualizing the Mac Pro. But like, but you could play Pokemon Go, and your Pokemon would be really well placed in the environment. Gabe, you bring up an excellent point because yeah. I think that that's what the iPad Pro is for. It's for pro Pokemon Go, ultra portable. I know. Exactly. I think they're they're positioned interestingly in the market. But the bigger move here, I think, is the trackpad support and i'm I'm just excited to to get my hands on that and to, to are see you gonna get like. one i'm I'm really thinking about it. I mean, uh, yeah. the recession coming, I'm thinking saving my money may be a little bit uh, smarter of a move. but you gotta but treat yourself too sometimes. You can't get useful. smarter than a smart keyboard. so well, it's actually a magic
1: keyboard they're calling it. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. I mean that's pretty special too, which is really confusing because they also are calling the new keyboards that they have in their MacBooks magic keyboards as well. So. Everything is magic from Apple. Magic Mouse, Magic Trackpad. We've all we've all known keyboard, it. Now they're keyboard. just saying
0: it finally. So yeah, but that- one 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 bit of news I wanted to uh, quickly toss in here okay. is with everyone working from home, there there are some people that don't actually have really good home internet connections. They don't have any fiber optic cables being wired to their their home. They may live in more rural areas. And so what we're seeing is carriers offering unlimited data typically for the next 60 days. I think this has been like from Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint. And uh, just one bit of news is T-Mobile is getting access to DISH's 600 megahertz spectrum, which lets them provide better coverage uh, and help clear up some of the congestion on their network. So I think that's cool. The carriers are kind of coming together to help provide people with internet access who are now working from home.
1: I heard even they were possibly some carriers that were giving people phones, especially like kids who were trying because, you know, all these kids are out of school and they're now having to do like online lectures and classes. And there's some kids who don't have access to internet or devices, uh, you know, with online access. And so I've heard some carriers are potentially offering, you know, free devices for the time being to these people. That's really nice and a good move. And what's interesting is that
0: it's weird. It's like a, a balance. I feel offering the devices is such a nice, generous move. But at the same time, it could get people to then want to purchase those devices. And I think... The same is true for like these unlimited plans. People get the unlimited plan and you really like having unlimited data. All of a sudden, when your plan kicks back to normal, you may want to upgrade. But those are the the bits of news that we had and, uh, you know, wanted to keep you updated on because it was only a week, but I feel like Apple's kind of surprise under the radar announcement or under the LIDAR announcement, (laughs) as it may be, was uh, it was interesting and good stuff to know about. So I think I think we should get into the the main topic
1: of this episode Gabe. Well, uh, topics. I mean just it's just really a conversation uh, us talking about, you know, I've been personally making videos about I'd say 10 years. Would you say probably similar for you? So. Yeah. So
0: for me, I started I created my YouTube channel in 2011 and I think I started uploading like one or two videos around that time, but I've really been creating videos since I was like I don't know like 10 years old or something which is yeah now well, yeah
1: but I mean I mean like I was talking about like really create like going out and creating for like YouTube or stuff yeah yeah I think
0: probably I, mean, I, I used to run to around with years.
1: my sister with like the handy cam, filming videos back in the day of us, oh like, man it's per- so much of fun. us being like thieves pretending to break into our house or um, you know having fake fights and stuff like that yeah I loved how
0: immediate the reward or gratification of that was like you would go out film this crazy thing and and then you could just boom, throw it on your computer and watch it, and it was so. And because we
1: were we were not editing it, we were filming it in sequence, so it would be played back on the thing in the right order, edited. You know that that's was great. Yeah, that's great in camera editing right there. That's awesome. That was tough, but yeah, I mean, what video would you say that you've done like formally in the past? You know, I don't know time period that you've been doing videos for real, quote unquote for real. Uh, that you are the most proud of or you know, is the one that you really like and like how it turned out the whole process possibly? I think
0: one of the ones I'm most proud of is not on my main channel. It's actually on my secondary channel and it's my Germany vlog series. So in the summer of 2016, I went on a trip with my family to visit an exchange student we hosted during my junior year of high school. Um, So that was, I think, 2015. And then 2016, we went to visit him. And yeah, it was... It was. I'm proud of it because it took courage to walk around with a camera and a microphone, something kind of bulky, a little bit awkward. And well, and you're you also and, doing this completely nude,
1: right? That was the other <laughs>
0: thing. <that took> <laughs> yeah. Gabe, yeah, that was the surprise. But, but no. the big
1: thing was walking around with that microphone and camera. That was crazy.
0: It it definitely, it was something I was self-conscious
1: of. I had to be mindful. I couldn't film at like no, a it, train it, style. It, it really is though. I mean, for people who haven't tried it, it might seem, you know, you see these vloggers online doing it. When doing it in person like you know for yourself uh is a whole new experience, especially like when you're doing it around people you know and you're like god i, f- I feel stupid- you know whipping out this camera and talking about, uh you know, hey, how's it going guys, or headed over here you know it's like but it it it's a fun thing it when you're watching the video, you're just so engrossed with
0: what's happening, I think you miss the whole fact that in order to be seeing the action, there is a camera there <laughs> that is like set up and, so and taking these shots. So, uh, I was proud of that for for kind of using a little bit of courage to go out and do it, uh, but also the editing. So, Gabe, we have a, a shared
1: website up right now. It's called mycircle.tv. And one of the... Oh, yeah. These, these sites are probably seeing a huge spike in traffic now as people are watching Netflix, you know, youtube videos and stuff remotely with their friends you know to still get that social experience while being far apart right i i think i wanted to or my mom brought this up we want to rebrand
0: it it's not social distancing it's physical distancing with social connection true I'm, yeah exactly i, I like that anyway, oh, i mean I was... well
1: that's that's hopefully what it is hopefully you're not completely you know locking yourself off in a log cabin and you know never seeing a human again
0: yeah, I, well, there was a story of someone re- emerging from like a a meditation or like a month long retreat, right, and then like getting hit with this news.
1: Yeah, that was wasn't that uh, the lead um, Jared Leto, right, the lead singer? Yeah, that was correct. Or Walk so. the Moon. Yeah, came out and he's like, oh, okay, wow, yikes. So, yeah, I guess I, I think I think we blame him. Whatever <laughs> he was doing in there did not work. Uh, anyway, I I selected
0: this video. Okay, it's yeah. called Germany Vlog Day Two: Miniature Wonderland. In Germany, they have this museum that is. A model replica of basically the entire world they they take popular cities from around the globe and they build them on a scale model with running trains running cars everything is automated really really beautiful really amazing and we'll actually and, I was
1: just thinking we'll put up on our uh, YouTube channel the Pinch zoom YouTube channel a playlist of all these videos so if you want to watch through them and stuff people can check them out that's a great idea I love that thank you and thank you. I have some good ideas occasionally
0: I guess if you wanted to watch it, the first couple of seconds is me talking and what I was most proud of for this one is the editing. Like this is one where I got home, I sat down in front of my computer and I found a song for free on YouTube Studio and I spent hours like going through editing to the beat and trying to make this look epic. It took a long time. I loved how it turned out
1: and right, what part uh, it was a good we learning watch? experience. You can select and choose what parts we're going to watch, but it's. Are you watch, watching the whole thing? No, just do like it's the beginning. You can choose around what time period. That's the cool thing. I think you can select. Am I playing? Can if I play yeah. it? Do you see it's it? it's playing? Oh wow! We we we're really we know how technology works here. <sighs> this is it right here. This is the okay. section. So you can so see. Okay. So it's right. It's you hear, all you hear the music. Yeah, it's all cut to the music.
0: It's cut to the beat, and uh, that took a long time with yeah. this song. It's fast cuts.
1: I know from editing that you often with fast paced songs, you really do have to keep cutting to the, that was a nice one. You have to keep cutting to the music and you have to have enough shots to cover it or be creative enough to use shot, you know, the same shot in different ways. So that, wow, yeah, you have a...
0: It's it's really hard to talk while you're watching this. I mean, it is the music is intense. It's building up right now. The cutting is getting faster and faster and faster. The beat is about to crescendo. I mean, I had to get so much footage and just spend so much time putting this together. I see, I'm like, seeing this couple
1: shots I see repeated, but it's like, it's for the whole creation of the art. Yeah, you're gonna have to use a couple shots over again. Oh, there we just, go. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, those are cutting like literally every... Two times a second, every half second, nice. and then I did time, time lapses. lapses
0: because uh, the way this miniature Wonderland is set up is it mimics daytime to nighttime.
1: This is all of these honestly, models. The, the, besides the video, this thing is really impressive. The the thing that you're looking oh, at. Oh yeah, if
0: you're if you're ever in Germany, miniature Wonderland, check it out. Phenomenal experience. That's really the the clip right there. I mean, yeah. we don't. Wow. I don't feel That's like cool. we need to watch the whole thing, but that is one video I was really proud of. I feel like I learned a lot and I I grew a lot from that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it took a lot to go into. Do you, do you have a, a video that you're really proud of or, uh, you know, something similar where maybe you, you feel like you learned a lot from producing a video or, uh, something that helped you kind of grow as, as a
1: creator that you remember? Um, I, I mean, I'd say probably, you know, the most, I definitely have some vlogs that I'm proud of too. Uh, you know, I've done one with, that I did going to Australia to surprise my sister. Like she was doing a semester abroad there. And my dad and a cousin and I flew like all the way from the United States and uh, to there like twenty hours, and we planned the whole thing out. Didn't tell her. Well, I th- I think actually they knew she knew that they were coming, but didn't know I was going there.
0: So sh- your sister knew your parents were coming. Was yeah. it both your parents? It was well,
1: it was just my dad because they couldn't get the same week off, so it was just okay. So was- my my mom was going out the week after my dad was coming out this you know that one week, and I was going out with my dad, and so you know I show up then. And my, you know, my dad's talking to my sister and then I come walking into the room like surprise, right? And but it was it was filming that whole thing and really telling a story, you know, through getting to the airport, you know, going 16 hours of flights and being completely exhausted uh, and then, you know, getting to Australia and all this stuff. And that one just came together nicely because I was able to do like a couple times of drone footage, you know, had a bunch of GoPros with me, my main camera. And it just yeah, it worked well. And then a couple other vlogs came that I really, you know, it's a whole process that it's, it's very tasking while you're doing it, especially traveling, which is when I often will do the vlogs, but it's the, the end, best time. It's the best time to yeah. vlog, but also the most challenging time, to vlog. right? You're like carrying so many cameras, trying to keep them charged and such. Uh, but then it's the editing, which is the fun part. So those are, those are fun, but we just talked about your vlog. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass on to the one I think I'm probably the most proud of is this video that. Has received so few views on my uh, main tech channel. It's called the 3DR Solo Wrap, and it took me like six to eight months to review to do this whole video. It's a wrap review. Jeez, that's that's a really long time. For perspective, how how long would
0: a video take you to produce like today? Like you you got the Insta 360. Like
1: how long would a yeah usually of that like take? an usually like an unboxing or some review or something maybe at max takes two weeks tops usually more like a week sometimes I can turn a video around in like two three days so wow so all right you're looking at two weeks
0: tops currently and this video took eight months like that is that is dedication and hard work what what took so long about this particular video and it, it sounds like it may be in the name the 3dr solo rap but I'm just curious to hear from you like what what happened
1: for this creative process well it was it was such a lengthy thing because it was like I had to get the drone All right. Then I had to like use it enough to then have some opinion on it. Then I had to write, you know, write a whole song and rap about it. Then I had to record that. Then I had to I decided I wanted to film myself in front of a green screen and then I could put myself in front of footage. So then I had to go out, film a bunch of footage that I could put behind me shot with the drone or, you know, find videos online I could use. And then I had to go film myself in front of a green screen doing it all. And then I had to edit it, which was super complicated as well. So it was like, the steps to this were so many. In the end, you know, the relevancy of this coming out eight months after the product was released. Uh, yeah, not very much. But people who have seen it uh, generally have very positive reviews. Some people said, it was, you know, you know it's the nice comments I see, you know, people that I think 3DR sent me like a t-shirt and stuff because they really liked it. And like, honestly, I don't honestly care about what people think. I mean, it's nice. But in the end, it was like, for me, just like seeing this whole project through from start to finish and seeing like the finished product, you know, putting it up, being like, wow, that was what I actually wanted it to look like, kind of, that's super satisfying. I completely agree. If you had known how
0: much time, energy, and effort was required to produce this video. Do you think you would
1: have gone ahead and done it? Or? Oh boy! I mean, judging by the fact that I haven't done another one since, <laughs> you could tr- maybe say no. But I, I, you know, it it definitely was worth it in the end. But it, you know, looking at that mountain before and saying, "Oh, do I really want to, you know, climb that?" Uh, figurative mountain, possibly not. So yeah, I mean it. It sounds like it. It was
0: just really rewarding to see that finished product and I've seen the video like that's a great video and rap videos from my experience I've done one rap video it was actually a school assignment and Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine like writing the lyrics alone is like its own challenging creative process and then to compile all of that in a video in a comprehensive way like that's some impressive stuff um you talked about a video you were really proud of do you have any shots you're particularly proud of like you went out to get a specific clip or something that was really amazing that came together uh, that,
1: I don't know, just some shot that that stood out to you. Yeah, I have a couple kind of quick ones I was proud of. Uh, one is in this um, you know, this video I did called Tea Time. I think it's privated on my channel on one, but I'll unlist it so I can put it in the playlist. But it was this video I filmed just with the GoPro and um, I think the Phantom 4 drone with the Ithaca college golf team. And I had this idea for a couple cool shots, but the main one was doing, you know, the matrix, the movie. Yes. You know, the bullet time effect where he goes back and it like freezes and the cameras spin around him. Right. I love that effect. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible. And so the idea I had was to fake that by, you know, having someone pull back a golf swing. Right. And then, um, when freeze, right when they're at the top of it, uh, and basically then circle the drone around them so that it looks like you know and then speed that up right so they she pulls back i'm going to show it to you right now on our thing but basically you'll see the girl pulls back in her golf swing pauses and then i speed ramp it uh so that it rotates fast around her and then the video as she goes back to normal speed as she goes into her swing and so it looks basically like the matrix effect even though there was no like fancy like multiple camera setups or stuff
0: i love that and i think what makes that particularly amazing is your edit to the music right there we have this nice sort of guitar strum and this is nice beautiful pause in the music as the drone is speed ramping around and then right as it goes back to real time we have a nice beat in the music and yeah yeah, that's i mean that's beautiful yeah it's
1: yeah thank you uh, the other one is actually this quick little graphic thing I did for, I did a video for my dad's uh, newspaper doing, they do a best of section every year. And so I did the best of video where they did uh, all the best of winners had to do the Chubby Bunny challenge, basically, you know, the putting the bunch of marshmallows in seeing how many, you know, you can put in and keep saying Chubby Bunny. And anyways, the video didn't really matter. It was the point of this one graphic I did where I used marshmallows to then outline their logo. Uh, and here I'll play this little section for you basically I as you can see that it like outlines the logo with marshmallows slowly one at a time yeah I went through basically and you know on a uh, green screen laid out each marshmallow took a picture with a camera overhead stationary and then just stacked those photos on top of each other and you know uh, did like a you know a sequence adding one at a time and got rid of the green screen in the background and then overlaid that right over their um, logo. And yeah, it came together pretty nicely. That is really nice. And I know those
0: taking photos and creating those stop motion effects in video, those are to some degree like brutally tedious. They take a lot of time oh, they're, in my yes. opinion.
1: So tedious, but they're often the most rewarding, like oddly. They, they look so
0: cool. And actually you mentioned with your new Rhino slider, you had a new way of getting these really cool time mo- stop motion effects easily. Like, what yeah. do you do
1: for that? Well, that is actually one of that's the Rhino Slider. I got like probably a month, two months ago, and that's been one of my favorite pieces of gear recently because, besides just getting like smooth shots of products, I actually can, and it's not just this just this slider, but really any motorized slider, like th- four axis uh, or three axis uh, slider head. You can set it up to do like a slow move. Um, like maybe over 12 minutes or something from one side to the other, uh, keeping, you know, centered on a product. And then you can, you know, manipulate that product in ways, for example, like I did a drone case where I put my drone in, I had the drone coming in or coming out. Right. And it just looks really magical. And it's something that you can't replicate with video, but you know, it adds this little motion to uh, a time-lapse or to a, you know, stop motion animation that really ups the production value. I love that. Okay, so it sounds like the
0: the Rhino arc two has added a lot to your production value. What like what of your gear investments do you feel like has either helped you grow the most as a creator or just helped improve the quality of your content? Like do you have one item? Are there are there multiple items? I know we've kind of given a lot of general advice in previous yeah. episodes, but is there something that comes to mind that uh, you want to mention? Well, the, the most boring one, and I think you'd probably agree with this, is a tripod, right? Oh yeah, I'm. This is this is astonishingly simple yet important, as I realized when I was starting my career. I what think was,
1: we we take it for granted. I think right at this point, like it's almost I don't even think about it. When I was writing this down, I was like thinking, oh, what what you know what could it be? Lights, camera, this that, and I was like, wait, what's the thing I literally use for every video I'm shooting? And I could not work without it. It's a tripod because having a good one versus having like a cheap one. Yeah, you can get by with a cheap one for the first two, you know, two, three, four years of video work I did. But having, you know, a nice fluid head or something that's sturdy. Yeah. Game changer. Yeah. Can you can you take a moment to describe
0: what a fluid head is? Because this is the thing for me. When I was starting out, I was using a tripod designed for a telescope for bird watching wow, because that, that's what we had. And, yeah, you know, all my pan shots would be like, jerk, 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 jerk. And, you yeah. know, it was like janky and weird and awful. And I didn't even realize, like, I was watching this footage, like, how are people getting these shots? And that's when I started doing research into tripods. And I realized I needed a fluid head tripod ASAP. And to your point, like,
1: that was a phenomenal investment. But what is that? Why is that so important for video? I mean, basically, fluid head is... I guess kind of what it sounds like, it's, you know, regular tripod head, which is where you mount the camera to. And instead of it just being, you know, gears or a pivot point or whatever, it's actually this mechanism that's filled with some sort of like fluid or lubricant that slows down the movement, but also makes it more like steady, I guess. So you can't have any fast moves as much, but it, you know, it's basically, I don't know, it's like kind of adding like a hydraulic liquid to something right so you can't move a piston super fast through hydraulic fluid yeah i think
0: it's basically if you imagine kind of gears together um if you kind of pan or tilt suddenly
1: you can this get could a, be a the jerk. hardest thing to explain we've ever had to explain
0: it, it's so simple i mean basically it just allows you to get smooth shots where yeah. the camera pans at a consistent speed with other tripods there may be sections of the mechanism that are sticky, they have additional friction. So you will pan, hit that sticky spot, it'll slow down, and then it'll speed up again. With fluid heads, that problem is eliminated. You get a smooth pan, either tilting up, tilting down, uh, wherever, whatever maneuver you're doing, it'll be buttery smooth. And yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize, like I said, I didn't even realize I needed that until like watching other footage and be like, oh, oh my god, like this is this is a core component to creating videos i need one of those
1: asap do you i mean do you have a specific well i was gonna say what's one of your favorite shots you've gotten maybe not with a tripod but just in all your videos oh okay
0: well i guess i've been reusing a shot recently it was a stop motion that i created have a sim tool ejecting a sim card from a phone and having the sim card move itself over into another phone that was really fun to get i think the Germany, the German vlog I just showed you, like getting all those shots was, um, was really interesting. There was one though that I had again, just a lot of fun editing, and it was a another vlog actually. It was when I went to B and H Photo Video with my friend, and I think I might actually have that one in here. up yeah, you do.
1: See, gotta go. Yeah. All right. So let me. Funny thing is, all your you're mentioning all your vlogs as your favorite shots.
0: Yeah, it's because.
1: Oh, This is the seg- Wait,
0: Let's start at the beginning. It's because my main channel. I do cell phone plan reviews and to some degree It's just so boring like there's almost just so little you can do creatively to some degree like I'm shooting a phone All right, this is this is the segment of the video.
1: Okay, so basically you're in B&H photo with your friend
0: Yeah, and I love this because it's the slow motion. My friend had the 70d. It was the first yeah. time I was diving into slow-mo editing the music I just love it. I mean,
1: yeah, it's a super, I mean, montages are always epic and it helps. Slow-mo is a drug that you have to be very careful with when you're creating videos because it's so easy to just shoot everything in slow-mo for a montage. But yeah, it's having a good track is also good. You have a nice hip hop track with this.
0: Yeah. Getting music. I mean, it's something that takes a lot of thought. And, you know, it also is really important. I think that was actually one of the strengths of Casey Neistat in his vlogs was he had really great music in the background to help pull his edit together and create that storyline. So that was something I'm proud of. On a slightly different note, I didn't put the video in our collaborative watching tool, but um I, I've been I've been feeling like I've been improving my keynote animations a lot. And that's how I tell my my stories of cell phone plans and what features they include. And so I think it was my best international cell phone plans video uh, that I had a really good keynote animation that I thought worked well. And, well, and this, is, this is interesting thing you bring up that you use Keynote to make your videos. That's correct, I, I screen record Apple Keynote. In fact, I learned you can export Keynote as a movie. And so I'm probably the only person that exports keynote presentations as a four K video file in four two two and then brings them into Final Cut to edit, which is ridiculous. But I but I love it. Look, they I mean, look good.
1: Definitely. They pull you know, they pull the video together and as you're, you know, doing your voiceover, it's engaging and, you know, gives it a good way to lay out the information, but also make it all flow together and look visually interesting.
0: It's also so much easier than using Adobe After Effects or video software to create the presentation, like the presentation software has the tools to make my animations. And what's challenging and unique for me is finding ways of stringing the animations together uh, to do what I want. And I will use combinations of moves, I will have different builds, like on one single slide, I will possibly have 50 to 100 animation builds that is for the different elements yeah just to get that transition
1: that i want that effect that i want so instead and, of like they if like they don't have one thing that does the wipe all away or move all that you want you know to do like all the elements you'll each one will be a custom one or whatever to slightly different you know whatever yeah uh, what happens and stuff
0: is you can in keynote you can transition elements to elements or you can transition slides to slides and doing slide to slide is easy but it doesn't look as nice so what I'll do is I will literally dump everything onto one slide and then build in and out each individual element so that's why I have like 50 elements on one slide that are then building in and out which causes all those animations but in my opinion it looks better it's worth it and it helps me tell my story so that I mean that's what I'm proud of
1: That, I mean, that that is, it's not really a video. I mean, it is a video shot, I guess. That was funny. We both brought up kind of graphics y stuff for our favorite shots that we've ever got. Uh, Because I think those are the, that's the stuff that ties a video together.
0: And it's also more challenging. And I think what I've learned is the shots that have been the most challenging for me to get are the ones that are the most rewarding. Would you like, would you say that's true?
1: Yeah, that's really, I mean, I'm trying, yes, that's generally is the case that often if it takes longer, if it's risky, you know, I, I have this, um, uh, this one shot I got for a friend in a student film, where we uh, went out to this place and like, kind of it was in upstate New York, there was a, filming this documentary about I think it was something to do with like gas or oil, something, you know, I, I don't remember exactly, but there was this bridge that they wanted to get a shot of. And it was this old rickety bridge. They were still sending trains across, but it was like this wooden bridge that goes like 200 feet over this, uh, you know, gorge or whatever. And so we had to cross it though to get to the other side where uh, we could find a place that I could take off with my drone. And so walking across this thing that has huge slats, you know, and holes between them, just dropping down, going across that and back, it's a little scary, definitely. But it was. We my heart really is starting cool to, to beat just hearing that that yeah. story. Yeah, that was that was uh, not the most fris- I mean that was probably the most risky thing I've done. Generally droning in general there's always some risk of, you know, people getting, you know, I've had people come up to me and say they're going to, hey, you know, get get out of here, I'm going to call the cops or I'm going to beat you up and, you know, stuff like that. Uh and, you know, I've had, I've been taking taken in by police when I tried to fly uh, at, you know, MetLife Stadium one time that was that was pretty risky i didn't even know i was doing anything wrong until all of a sudden those 20 police officers officers around me um but probably the riskiest thing i've ever been participating in when i was filming a video is uh this parkour video i filmed with the gopro four and this was my friend uh eric Balbin, who he's very i don't know if he's still doing it but he, at the time he was incredibly good at parkour constantly working out you know that's basically you know like f- doing flips, backflips. Everyone pretty under pretty much understands what park. Yeah, my understanding yeah. is you want to get from point A
0: to point B either as creatively or as efficiently as possible, yeah. and that in- can involve dodging obstacles or finding ways to overcome normal obstacles if you're just walking there or something. Yeah, so you're you know, like doing backflips, jumps,
1: yeah. uh, you know, hur- hurdles, stuff like that. And so, for this video, we did a lot of filming, uh, you know, different many different days. And some of it was, like, in cities, abandoned areas. And this one, you know, all of it was kind of dangerous because he's, like, you know, jumping over fences, doing, like, you know, 30-foot drops off stuff, backflips off buildings, and stuff like that. But the by far the most dangerous was this one time we went out. Again, uh, gosh, I was gonna, I'm going to say it, it's a train bridge, so this, this seems to be a theme here.
0: Dude, what is uh, it with you and trains like all right, train bridge? We're going on it. I don't know what we're going to do on it, but we're
1: going on it. I don't know. I didn't realize that before, but I am starting to see that pattern. But so we, we go out there and I ended up staying on the ground pretty much. I and mean, my most dangerous thing was, you know, walking down the embankment, carrying two like huge drone cases. But then I get, you know, get him a GoPro on his head and he starts climbing up this, you know, train track trestle. That's like about I think we estimated about 95 to 100 feet tall. did your your parents know you were doing this um they knew i was filming they didn't i did not (laughs) tell them what i was doing exactly pretty
0: big pause yeah we're just going out to uh
1: to film film some yeah that's what we're doing and yeah i mean it was in hindsight i don't know if i'd take it's it's a harder thing to estimate right because i I know he's super accomplished he knows what he's doing but you i mean i'll show you some of the clips from this video yes we're watching it's. It looks like the GoPro is just mounted on his head.
0: Yeah. Or that and was I mean, that this, one
1: clip. I'm trying to find the... Well, here's... I mean, there's some shots right there. Oh, like where he's When he's up at the top of this train track trestle walking around, and I'm just... You know, I, I know he knows what he's doing, but it's also like if something goes wrong and he falls, for example, uh, it, being the person who's there and that was, oh, yeah, I was the one that was filming the video with him and it's like do I really want to take that responsibility I think with
0: all of these videos it's always up to the stunt person to do what they feel comfortable
1: with and you know you oh, just this gotta, he's oh. doing right now he's doing like tricep dips in between the trestles and then he the biggest thing yeah he did a handstand right at the edge of this 95 yeah like, 100 could you not
0: do, wait what was his parents reaction when they saw the video i
1: don't i mean they were they didn't see it till it was done so they yeah that was probably went, a cool. good thing you know he Gee got inter- he got interviewed by like some radio shows and stuff everyone was pretty impressed but it, it was, was interesting jumping into a moving car yeah thing in there but it was ultimately like That was really scary at the time. And I was I was constantly battling, like you were saying, not trying not to push him too far. Right. Trying not to be have him being like, oh, well, I was just, you know, Gabe told me to do that. And how how challenging was this to film? Did you know what he was going to be doing or where he was going beforehand? Did you choreograph it or were you just running after him with the camera? I mean, yeah, because most of the shots are pretty much me chasing after him with a gimbal or the GoPro on a gimbal. So it's smooth. And yeah, we planned that out extensively. Actually, like it was almost like choreographing a dance of like, all right, so you're gonna jump over here, I'll swing around this, you know, stay on you, go right. We did it many times. For the climb, that was kind of more like, all right, just climb up there. And he's like, yeah, I think I can do a handstand on top of that, and stuff like that. And anyways, the 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 funny trick at the end or thing, the twist was uh, when we got down. I think yeah, I don't think he saw this, but till we got down. And then we were going back when we got back to where my car was parked there was a cop park next to it and uh we think that someone had seen him up there and called the police and but the cop didn't think that anyone in the right mind would try to climb up the trestle to the top of the tracks so he had heard someone was up on near the tracks on this bridge and so he had gone up the hill from where where the car park was up the hill to you know get to the tracks and then walk out and see if someone was there and we had just somehow skirted around that so unbelievable
0: yeah what that was story that,
1: that was by far the riskiest thing i've done and uh i don't know if i'd do it again i've you know i've i've heard you know people having some accidents and stuff while parkouring that's kind of scary but ultimately the video is pretty awesome and you know it was a good way to test out a gopro
0: yeah, that's a great way to and, test. And actually out i GoPro. think
1: i think i did end up selling gopro contact to me for the footage and i think i got some payment from them and some accessories.
0: So, oh, sweet. That's yeah. a pretty big win. Did you, did, win did you uh,
1: give anything to your friend? Like, uh, hey, no, I d- did. I actually bought him a new pair of shoes because I felt bad he was doing the whole thing. He was trashing his shoes. You know, the tread was gone. So I was like, hey, I'll get you a new pair of shoes. That's a nice move, Gabe. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah. And it was a fun experience and gave me some good footage. But I mean, have you done anything risky? I mean, my it's this is just so Walk, walking around with like six thousand dollar phones yeah i mean that's pretty risky honestly to some degree
0: i mean i will do speed tests and have like five phones on me and each one kind of adds up a little bit so i'm literally walking around with like four thousand dollars worth of tech
1: and well not even getting robbed but just holding like them all in your hand at once if you just drop one or two of them or something Yeah, that is a bit i think on a similar note one of the biggest risks i took
0: it was more of a financial risk is when the iphone 10 came out not I didn't get one. I got two Whoa. in college, right? Big flex. And um, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't really have a job. I was in school, and I didn't know if these phones would pay for themselves or what I was going to do. And with technology, it just devalues so fast. And I didn't know how I was going to sell it. It ended oh, up. Oh, it's almost nauseating how quick it devalues too. Yeah, it, and it's scary. Like, am I going to make this back with the video content I'm going to produce? Is it worth it? Is it? Does it make sense as a, as an investment? And I Why think, did you buy two again? So one was Best Buy and the Best Buy iPhone actually locks to the first carrier, the first SIM card you put into it, and I wanted to make a video about that. So naturally it's I got like the a Best like buy one. an
1: eagle or whatever it mates
0: for life. Right. Yeah. And then I think I got one directly from Apple. That was the T-Mobile one, and I wanted ah. to see if it would work on the other networks because they didn't have the unlocked one
1: available. From day one which is what i'm a huge proponent of getting and i remember, I remember we did take advantage of the fact because i i also did i yeah yeah we filmed you, an unboxing on one iphone 10 of another yeah we had like three iphone 10s which is like con- which has continued my fascination with filming unboxing videos of a device with that device itself i think i've done it with like the gopro 4 uh the osmo pocket that most recently the iphone 11 it's kind of a fun thing but it, it seems so excessive to it, you know, to some degree it does, but it's also really cool. Like you can see the footage
0: of the device and you can know, oh, this is pretty cool. And I think where it's most helpful is in the B-roll shots. Like once the True. device is out of the package and you're getting like beautiful product shots
1: or something, you can really put that item to the test. But did your financial risk end up paying off or did you learn from it and that was how it paid off? Well, the interesting thing is
0: I sold the, I think it was the Apple iPhone no, I returned the Apple one cuz they had a super easy return policy. I sold the Best Buy one on yeah, eBay. Yeah, cuz they have they have the $35 restocking fee. And I was not, I yeah. was not about that. So I sold it on eBay. I think the final sale price was like 14 or 1500, which sounds like profit until Best Buy, excuse me, until eBay hit me with the seller fees, the PayPal 10% fees, 10%
1: seller fee and the 3% PayPal fee yeah nice. and shipping and because oh yeah okay
0: here's here's what really screwed me Best Buy charged a $100 extra for the unlocked model so it was $100 Ooh. above Apple's actual price and I was in New it, York with a But it high, wasn't actually unlocked though, right? Well, that's right. It was it's a universal model so it will work on anything but once you insert that SIM card, that's the network it's yes. stuck on. And uh, so it was a hundred dollars more. I got hit with the New York state tax, which was higher than Massachusetts. It was like eight percent. And all in all, I think I lost like a hundred to two hundred dollars on that. But the videos I made really helped that. So they they got a lot of traction and they did well. it ended, ended up ahead in the end, probably. I, like
1: today, or at least breaking even, maybe.
0: Today, yeah, I broke even. It was totally fine. It was worth it. And I <laughs> I just dropped like twelve hundred dollars on the Galaxy S twenty plus. And like I don't even think about it anymore. I just hope it works out it's definitely it's definitely uh less planned I don't know so th- those are some risks I think the other the other challenging thing I did was when I went to Europe, my family and I did trip to Europe, and I signed up for verizon a t and t and Sprint, and my mom had T-Mobile to test all of those cell phone plans wow. while traveling internationally, and it was kind of like vlogging like. I was walking around
1: doing speed tests while also trying to be on vacation. That's always hard to mix vacation with work, but so that maybe that's the risk too. To that, yeah, that ruining was ruining a vacation. By, <laughs> yeah, wait, it was so hard going through airport security because
0: I would get in there and then just look like a drug dealer, like <laughs> unzip my backpack and just like take out four different phones, each with active service. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah, it was that's, ridiculous. that's
1: sketchy. That's sketchy for sure. All burner phones, but for some reason they're you know super expensive smartphones.
0: Super nice. Like, what is this kid doing? Yeah, I like. Backup?
1: See, see, I like filming actually on my vacations. But for me, that's one way I've you know actually am able to enjoy it more. But especially maybe not vlogging always because that's kind of stressful doing that constantly. But uh, doing drone videos, I do all the time when I'm on vacation. Pretty much, it's it's like a habit for me. You know, I went to Iceland. Filmed the drone video with the Mavic 2. I did it on that trip to Australia. Filmed one with the Mavic Air. And it's just a fun way to, you know, A, I'm in a gorgeous location. So I'm like, better capitalize on this and, you know, get some incredible aerial shots. But also, it's just, you know, it's I enjoy flying drones. And it's a super relaxing way to, you know, get some good shots and go out and force yourself kind of to go out and see some cool things. Uh, And then in the end, I get, you know, the treat of going back and editing some really fun drone footage together.
0: What has been one of the most fun videos for you to create of all your time, like producing
1: content? I mean, most fun, probably those drone videos because they're the most carefree kind of and just, I mean, what do you, what do you do
0: for one of these? Like, could you, could you describe it? So it sounds like you went to Australia and like, so there's definitely, there's definitely
1: a lot of planning and there's a lot of like, I'll be on Google Maps and other websites kind of leading up to the trip looking up stuff around where we're going to be that i could possibly fly at you know that isn't near military bases or airports or stuff like that and isn't you know there's not posts online saying don't fly here and stuff like that so i'll you know look those up waterfalls bridges um you know beautiful views of cities and then i'll also just leave time for if we come across something to fly there and yeah to basically just bringing the drone literally with me wherever i go on the trip and uh, you know being you know having often i gotta put out thanks and shout out to people who i've traveled with mostly my parents my family and my friend rachel who have just all been willing to all right gabe's just gonna take 30 minutes to 45 minutes right now to <laughs> just fly his drone around and get. i mean you've you've been there when we've done <laughs> just on some small trips, i know exactly. flying. It just
0: flying just takes so much time it just adds up Like you gotta get in the air get the drone out gotta get
1: And and especially if it's a good location you're not just gonna be there for five ten minutes you're like oh i gotta get multiple shots multiple angles
0: as you're flying around you're like oh my god this looks gorgeous all right i gotta fly back over there and do this shot again or i gotta do this maneuver i know exactly what you're talking about have you have you ever crashed your drone like have you ever been nervous while flying not knowing the area so
1: well or uh i mean with drones they say it's not uh, if you crash, it's when, pretty much, because they're, mm, they're going to yeah. crash. It's just about making those crashes smaller. So, you know, instead of the drone being completely smashed to smithereens, it's maybe you chip a propeller or, you know, break off an arm. And so, yes, I've definitely I've pretty much crashed every drone I've owned once is my current current rate. And a lot of times it's just I start getting too confident I granted I've never hurt anyone never done any you know property damage. like it's all just small stupid mistakes like one time I was flying and I was just like I need to get a slightly wider shot of this building for this job I was doing and I kept backing up closer and closer to power lines and I just clipped it with a propeller and it just you know fell to the ground oh that is so, another so hard another time I was trying to get a cool shot with the GoPro Karma super low to the water in this forested area and I knew I didn't have GPS so the drone is wandering all over the place <laughs> no sensors or whatsoever to lock it in. And I'm flying in areas where I have like maybe inches on the other side between tree branches and this and above water. And boom, next thing I know clips a branch falls into the water. Yeah. Oh. So I, it's, it definitely happens and it's always a risk, but it's ultimately I'm the big thing I'm always worried about is, you know, not trying making it. So I'm not putting people in uh risk, you know, not flying over people where in risky situations and, you know, not putting property at risk. So if I do crash, it's the only thing I'm risking really is the drone, which, as long as I can get the drone back and get the footage, that's ultimately the yeah, biggest the, thing for the me. Yeah, it's the drone and the footage. Because I did have, when I first got into droning, I did have one drone that took off away from me over the ocean, and that drone has never been seen since. So, oh man! Yeah,
0: and that one had the SD card in it too. That had
1: the SD card and the GoPro because it was oh. yep, strapped all in. But oh man have have you had any uh you know going back to the fun have you had any shots or videos that you've made that were really fun to make and just that yeah, you really enjoyed i think i mean
0: the the ones that i mentioned earlier that i get the the most reward from are the most challenging and the ones I actually like the most, to some degree, are my Best Cell Phone Plans series. And I do this every year, like Best Cell those Phone are, Plans. Those
1: are really good. And, and I it, was going to say, though, is it is it lying that you come out and say Best Cell Phone Plans of 2020 are ready at the beginning of 2020? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I
0: mean, the, the thing is, people start searching for that in 2020.
1: Brandon, you're not the only site that does stuff like this. Like, they're already saying Best Computers of 2020, Best drones of 2020. So, I
0: think... Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I mean, the cell phone plans aren't going to change too much unless they change dramatically. I
1: mean, they don't totally have full, eat my words. You only have a full year for them to change. How much could they change? <laughs>
0: They'll just turn upside down on their heads and be completely yeah. different. Um, but I think what I love about it is I do. I put a lot of hours of research and planning into that. I create a spreadsheet of all the plans. I really take my time to go through it, and I just love getting the comments. Like people love the video. They say like they're saving, I'm saving them money and it it just warms my heart that I'm helping these people out and helping them decipher all these different options out there.
1: Is it is it also kind of fun because it's kind of like a routine and like a passage of time type thing?
0: Yeah, I love that I know how to make that video and I know how to make it great. And I don't know, it's like it's nice, it's comforting. I get in there and I do it. I think one of my favorite comments, it was on my best cell phone plans 2019 video and the commenter said, I hope whoever marries you deserves you because you're saving people's
1: lives out there, out here. And it was just like, yeah. it feels great getting that. So that's, that's your your future wife might see that. Comment and be like, <laughs> that that's, that's the man for me. Behind the those cell hand, phone expert. The man behind those hands in the shot. <laughs> I know, I know.
0: And I had also a lot of fun filming with the Phillips Hue lights and just adding that splash of color to my videos was has been super great so that's
1: potentially also some tech that you've used that yeah gear absolutely to your videos
0: i mean you talked tripods i would say lighting lighting was really huge for me in kind of i think creating my brand to some degree like all my videos now basically have this really nice color gradient in the background um and also just like lighting myself and making myself look look a lot nicer um but yeah i mean that that's definitely one video it's not it's not exciting to watch like i don't make it and then share it with all my friends but it's nice seeing the community of people that kind of responds to and reacts well, to your on your online friends you're online my internet buddies yeah, yeah i get yeah i like it so what i mean
1: buddies by happenstance
0: what what's another like favorite video you've created hopefully like this is something you would share with people not like some uh, super niche topic but yeah i
1: mean what's what's something um, fun what do you i'm trying to think because because like you kind of those drone videos i've done are often kind of they've gotten to the point where it's not formulaic but it's like i know i know i'm gonna go out film some really cool shots get some cool stuff and then find a sweet track uh that i really like honestly the track takes me forever sometimes it takes me possibly you know uh you know Three four hours of listening through music to find something on either like Soundstripe or some other royalty free music site or even YouTube uh, royalty free library. Um, but I'm trying to think, what's another video I had a lot of fun? Well, is- what? what I, oh, you have one. No, I don't. I don't know. I I mean, I can always come up. I had fun filming all my videos, most likely. So have you ever been like bored of a video, like just wanted it to be over with? Like you're sick of editing it. You don't even want to look at the footage anymore. Definitely. Definitely. Some unboxing videos I've had where they're like, oftentimes it's where there's been camera issues or like audio, like gear issues. Basically, that's that's I'd say the videos that I get the most upset and bored with is like because I still want to put out the video, but I'm like struggling to like, oh great, a camera went down halfway through the shoot, stopped recording, battery died, so I don't have all this footage I thought I would have, and now I'm having to like, all right, what do I cut to here, or what angle do I, you know, that's really the stuff that is ultimately the most uh, boring and the most frustrating to work with for video.
0: Yeah, I, I completely, there, I mean, it's almost embarrassing to admit this in an audio format, but there have been times where I was just looking at the back screen. And I was like wow this shot looks incredible. And then I go to hit the stop button. And I realize it wasn't recording the entire oh, time. No. Like oh my god. It happens way. I need like a huge enormous. Like red blinking dot. Like this is recording. Or this isn't recording. It's,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, you're, just, you're just recording in between your takes. <laughs> yeah that's the worst. You, do your whole, you get whole off spiel. the rhythm. Of- <laughs> I mean, you're trying, trying to break a world record. All right, gonna try to hold my breath for 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 twenty minutes, break the world record, and then you're just like pausing. It. <gasps> oh my god, I can't believe I actually did that. We have video. Pro- oh wait, why is the red light on? Oh no. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's so bad. And then
0: I go to review the foot. Like the worst is when you don't realize it. You go to review the footage, and you're looking it's like not why? Why? Why are all these takes me adjusting the tripod? Oh uh,
1: no. Yeah. Well, that's that. That can be pretty painful but you know the i honestly the the best video i had a lot of fun filming that was actually painful was oh no yes right this is probably the most i don't know i'd say the risk it's not the riskiest because i didn't really think i was taking that much risk basically i was it was with the gopro i think gopro 5 gopro session one of those two and i was uh going mountain biking up in smugglers notch vermont and basically you know it was just I Thought oh great. This is something cool mountain biking. Everyone always does that with a GoPro. This will just be fun I'll edit a nice little video together, and yeah, it was fun. I've done mountain biking a lot. So I'm decently I want okay to
0: compliment you on all the different shots and angles you have like you mounted either you did you have multiple GoPros or were you just like switching where it was no mounted?
1: that was that was also the. I mean I'd say one one thing of gear that's been great over the years is getting multiple GoPros for filming you know GoPro videos, but with this one I was doing it just using the GoPro session So I only had one GoPro session. So unfortunately, I had to do like 60,000 runs changing each angle the GoPro was, you know, all right, chest mount, mount mounted on the tire, mounted on my head, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, it did take. I I appreciate you uh, pointing out the different angles I use in this video.
0: Yeah, I mean, the easiest thing to do would just like splurge on five different GoPros and do everything in one take. It sounds like you are doing this. Uh, loop and, oh no, game! Uh, yeah, you just uh, fell That's, oh, that's where my I went God. wrong, yeah. In Legs case- up in the air. There's a leaf in front of the camera right now. What happened?
1: Yeah, because people who aren't watching this video, and this is an audio medium, basically I was going down this steep kind of ramp thing onto a tabletop jump, which is exactly what it sounds like. You know, you go up one side, land on the top, and then you go off the edge. And I just messed it up where I tried to just ride over the jump rather than actually go off it. And ended up coming down wrong, and then going off the end, and just ending so over the handlebars.
0: So that you jump up, and then there's
1: a flat area. Were you supposed to jump over the flat area? Well, you could either like- do both. You could either land on the top or go over the flat area. I ended up landing on the flat area, but unfortunately, when I came down, my feet weren't on the pedals.
0: Oh no! And then I couldn't.
1: I couldn't stop, and I, you just have to go off that other side, off like a six foot drop. Oh, and had, man. my feet were off the pedals, and so I had no control in the air. And I just landed on the front tire and flipped over the front. You know, I, I got up, I checked myself. I was like, surprisingly, I don't have any broken bones. I think I'm okay. And I actually ended up riding down the rest of the little train park. uh And then it was only when I got to the bottom that someone was like, yo, I think your leg is bleeding or something. And it. and I was like, yeah, I might need a band-aid. And then it turned out I need far more than a band aid. I actually ended up getting 18 stitches oh my in my leg. Oh my god, Gabe. Yeah, the back of my calf because the like the chain derailleur had just just put a major gash there. It. But it made for a cool video. And it's kind of funny because I edited the video basically where it starts with like a regular GoPro montage, like you were saying, you know, different angles and stuff of doing awesome mountain biking stuff. And then halfway through it just cold cuts to you know, me crashing over the handlebars and the music cuts out and it goes to just uncut video. It's like a reality video. Like you're just sucked exactly. in. Oh
0: my god, what is happening? Is this kid okay? I look here. You're checking I think, the camera. Like, I think I show oh you up, there's god, the,
1: there's the gash too. If you're oh. we, if you're queasy, don't look at this video. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I
0: should put a warning in there. Jeez. Yeah. So you seem to was, be handling it
1: quite well. Do you have uh, Do you have any uh, similar injuries? Well, I think you said you got a paper cut in one video. That was pretty. Yeah, bad. so I got a
0: paper cut in that one video. Um, you know, sometimes I'm just lying in bed, and all you know, when you're lying in bed and you just yep. the phone slips out of your hand, it hits you in the nose. Uh, that's happened a couple. Oh gosh, times. That's, that's
1: far worse than mine. I'm sorry. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Thank you know, thank you for for your condolences there. I mean, you know, it really
1: just is a bummer when that happens. Uh, so I mean, basically, yeah, pretty. I, severe. I had to go. I yeah, I had to go to urgent care and you know get 18 stitches. It took three gallons of water to uh you know get it out but you were you were saying again you you drop the phone on your face <laughs> and it hurts sometimes is that what you're saying yeah i mean i still have a scar on the back of my leg and you know it it's still it's sometimes painful if it dries out too much but yeah what were you saying your, your, your taper cut you got <laughs> yeah i
0: uh uh no i can't even say anything to that jeez game yeah. like that's intense I'm I'm thankful I'm not in the action
1: cam reviewing business. I guess I don't know like that's wow. Well, it makes it makes you appreciate all the you know the crazy GoPro footage and stuff that you do see out there because for every awesome shot, there's always the the you know the ones you're not seeing where people get hurt and stuff. So it's true. That, that's what it that's what it taught me definitely for sure.
0: And like trick shot videos too, where there's millions of takes where everything just fails completely and it, it yes. doesn't go in. I think my biggest injury is just my bloopers. I don't like do you have a lot of okay. bloopers when you make videos? Like I make up words. I literally I have one blooper reel that I've compiled and I made up words like instead Are you of you ever saying, gonna upload this? <laughs> uh I might be able to it's online. It's oh, online. Really? Yeah. Let me see if I can pull it up for you. I mean, I don't think it's worth watching, but I say things yeah. like no we'll, we'll put we'll
1: we'll put it in the in the playlist for this episode so
0: you can hear my bloopers this is actually yeah. from high school but I, I made up words I said gigabytes instead of gigabytes and so many other words the flow is just not there and there's so many outtakes. I think I don't know about you but something about sitting or standing in front of bright LED lights just blasting light at you and then talking nonstop for like 20 minutes. I feel like I get a little lightheaded. I can't remember what I had said last. And then the connection between the brain and the mouth isn't there. And the articulation falls apart. And suddenly I'm just speaking my own language. I, does that do you have bloopers? Am I am I alone on this?
1: Yeah, I don't think I've edited a reel together ever because I'm pretty much like, let's cut this out as soon as possible. I don't want to ever see this again. The internet can never know. Exactly delete and delete and then wipe the hard drive smash the hard drive bury the computer in the bottom of a river Pretty much. No, it's it's definitely something that happens I do I don't really look at mine as bloopers a lot because you script out your videos and stuff I kind of do more just I have a general idea of what I'm gonna do in my head and then I just kind of freestyle and that's generally where I come up with like some of the stupidest things and some of the best things you know that often videos like an unboxing that is pretty unmemorable We'll have like you know i'll say something about like oh the scope bro is you know great for you know strap it to your head capture whatever you're doing you know maybe you know if you're you know daring a dead body or something no don't do that that's bad but you know and it's just like little casual comments that uh people tend to pick up on and end up being memorable but th- what you're not seeing is on the cutting room floor i'm leaving yeah miles and miles of video footage how long does it take you to shoot a review like I go I okay, yeah, it probably takes way longer than you you, okay, right? you so. think so, oh yeah, definitely, like I'll do thirty minute take and then have to do even more yep that I mean, that's typically what I do as well. I think i I
0: do maybe like thirty to forty minutes, and this is like this is scripted content too. I just wanna okay, it'll still so take me maybe you do longer than I don't know, I mean, I feel like sometimes I'll just get stuck in a loop, and what happens is I get so self- conscious. Of hearing my own voice that any little saliva sound or mouth noise uh, oh gotta redo it and then when I listen like through the takes
1: again the first take ends up being the best just because it sounds the most natural that's that's always the way it is yeah I just kind of uh, embrace the jank with my videos when it comes to you know the scripting it out and I just say hey I'll come up with something on the spot that I think will be more interesting and I also won't be like so self-conscious and editing it in my head and you know stuff like that so well
0: do you plan out
1: the flow like the order of things you want to talk about like yeah generally that's what i do but it's you know instead of writing down word for word what i'm going to do i'll just know all right mention how gopro has a better uh ui than dji's action camera or something you know if that's what i was going to do in the video and then i just get to that and i talk about that for a little and then i move on pretty
0: much that i like that approach and so it it sounds like your brainstorming is much faster and more efficient than mine but your execution may take longer because you have to do Pot- multiple takes potentially and then your editing yes. the so editing right, takes way longer because how i'm you, cutting up yeah, how do you up, know right, which takes to use
1: uh, well it's not even one continuous take either because i'm doing the you know cutting out us, cutting out anytime i make a mistake and then chopping together to you know jump cuts stuff like that so well, does it make I think editing takes longer like oh it makes sense but i the interesting thing is it's like i'm writing it three times because i write it once kind of in my head before i film the video general outline then i write it once when i'm filming it kind of and then in post i you know i re-chop it up a little bit you know take out sections add sections if i didn't say it right all right i guess i can't put that in the review video or something like that and the end product usually i'm pretty happy with though how did you come up with
0: the intro to your videos? Do you do the same intro every time? Does it change on a per video basis? And like what do you do for your intro outro?
1: No, this is I don't even want to talk about this. So my intros are so boring. I just say hi, welcome to Digital Tech Reviews and Tips. Okay, so, I'm intrigued. Are we so watching boring. a video now? No, <laughs> let's talk about your um your intro.
0: <laughs> my intro has evolved, thankfully. I used to start out every video with All right, in this video, I'm doing a review of Mint Mobile or whatever. I have since cut out the all right. I think that is my least favorite word to start with now. And sometimes I've experimented. I think I've done like more of a proper intro. But what I started doing is just getting right into the video because I think that helps increase watch time and like engagement with the audience. Do you go like? Do you go like? Hey guys, where have you been? I've been already going for five minutes now. Guys, what guy? This video has started ten seconds ago. What are you yeah. doing? Finally, um, you're here. I yeah. I typically try and jump right in. Like I'll say, Mint Mobile is a affordable plan on the T-Mobile network. Here's what you need to know about them. That kind of like I don't really introduce myself. Whoa, yeah. I don't actually. Now that I'm thinking about it,
1: I really don't introduce myself. I need to do some more self branding. Yeah, self promotion. Like, I used to have an to intro. Go listen to our uh previous episodes there. So yeah, I'll really yet.
0: I'll have to take this into consideration. Do you have a, a an intro animation
1: or graphic or static outro? Like are you using those? No, see cuz I, I I guess that's where I take my uh idea of, you know, getting right to the videos. I don't do any intro graphic or anything because I'm like, let's just get right to the video. People, you know, if you put a graphic up, it seems too corporate to, you know, Oh, this yeah. is professional. I kind of want to have maintain that amateur look a bit. <laughs> you want to be uh, amateur? Well, it, just, it just comes off as more authentic.
0: I agree. Than, you're you know, more packaged. down to earth. Like, you're a person I can relate to as opposed to uh, like a brand, like reviews.org, yep. for example. Oh, shoot. I'm just plugging or them. C- or I don't want to plug them. Or- yeah. Oh, my God. We're plugging all the brands. Oh, no. Well, it's interesting, all though, the because the time. your channel is Digital Tech Reviews and Tips, and you have a website,
1: digitaltechreviewsandtips.com, so it's almost like a yeah. brand. It's almost like a brand, but at the same time, I don't want to be a brand. I want to be a person who just chose a really bad name for their channel. <laughs> Thirteen years ago, it's super boring and generic. And I respect stuck with that. Ever since.
0: I mean, yeah. that's fine. I I used to do a intro graphic that was just my name.
1: Does that mean I have a big? ego? Am I inflating my ego right now? Yeah, my name, guys. Well, me, I mean, you're me. not even talking about the billboard you put up outside your house that says Stetson is the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to talk about that, but if you wanted to, we could bring it up. I think it's been a huge addition.
1: The neighbors love how it. How your parents have to pray to you like you're a god? That's very egotistical, I think. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was definitely a, it was definitely a little bit egotistical that you put. That, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I I don't think so. You see that all the time with people. I, so what I did
0: is I actually got rid of that. I realized it was I was basically oh. wasting like four seconds the of people's come, time. The god has come down among us and. I cut that out, but what I did do is I designed my own outro graphics. Yeah, see, so yeah, I think that's nice. I, I don't know. I get a lot of satisfaction with that. Just, you know, that outro end screen where you can click on the next video or subscribe or go to my website. That only that only like two percent of people see. Yep.
1: That's correct. Yep, I, it's that's what it's I astonishing. Love. Thank I want to give a thank you and shout how out oft, to the how often do you ever find yourself spending like a ridiculous amount of time editing some like something in the last minute of a video and you're like Why am I even doing this? You know, The amount of people who will ever see this is so small. That's a good question. I like that question. I'm not sure I
0: have a good answer for it. What I will say is there have been instances. So I described, I make my graphics in Keynote and then I export the Keynote as a video. Sometimes I don't complete the animations and what I'll have to do is go back into Keynote and recreate things as I'm going or grab screen recordings on the fly. So instead of getting all my footage and then editing it all together, I make my script and then go out and get my footage like one chunk of the audio at a time. So that's pretty time consuming. One time I exported the keynote at the incorrect resolution and had to re-export it, re-import it, but the timing had changed because I had adjusted one graphic and that made me just have to like recut the whole video.
1: Oh, that is always so fun
0: when yeah. that happens. I, I mean, how, what's like what's been one of your biggest challenges when when creating a video? I mean, you had your rap video. That was pretty challenging. Do you have any other, or, or do you have a part of the creative
1: process that's the most challenging for you? For me, the biggest challenge uh, creatively is always A, just getting started on something. And, you know, because it's easy to conceptualize it in your head and it's a safe space. But then it's, once you start actually creating it, It's kind of, it's like, Oh no, this isn't how I wanted it to be. And it's like, Oh no, I'm a failure. You know, all those negative thoughts come out and then it's in the end, it's oddly, it's saying, all right, I'm done with this. Like this is finished because I, I'm the type of person who will keep working on something over and over and over. I mean, maybe I could have put out that, you know, 3DR solo rap review two, three months earlier if I had been less of a perfectionist. But in the end I, you know, I, I worked super hard, super long on it. It was satisfying uh, and I really like what I did, but it maybe would have gotten more views if I got it out earlier. So it's about finding that balance, I think. I agree with that. And
0: I definitely feel like my content is time sensitive and your content is too with the technology that's coming out. You want to yep. stay on the bleeding edge. People start searching for it. And if your video isn't up, you're not going to rank. You're not going to get those views. Uh, so I definitely feel pressure to get stuff out. Um And yeah, it's it's definitely challenging. It's finding that balance between quality, perfection, and just efficiency, like getting the video out and making it be what it needs to be uh for the audience to understand the key points. And uh yeah, it's it's a it's a delicate balance figuring that out and and juggling those different qualities. And sometimes I definitely feel like I spend too much time adjusting (laughs) adjusting the duration of one graphic. Like 0.6 fr- seconds point six point five free- frames
1: more or whatever yeah, yeah,
0: right. it's crazy, but I definitely you feel satisfied
1: when it's when it's up there, and uh people love it, so it's worth yeah. it well i mean that's that's pretty much it for today, I think uh hopefully people kind of enjoyed this conversation and you know this just back and forth of us discussing what we do and what we've done in the past i know i'm I mean I'm gonna be working on videos more. I was planning out in LA, you know, only, you know, working on videos when I had the time. But now it looks like hey, not, you know, jobs are not going to be happening that much. So I'm going to get, you know, some more time to work on videos. Maybe I'll have time to dedicate into a, you know, super long rap review or something like that.
0: Yeah? I think uh that could be fun. Are you are you learning anything new now that you're you know, you got a little bit of uh, free time on your schedule.
1: I've thought about trying to learn some new programs. I mean, I've been d- diving back into Adobe Premiere again. Uh, maybe you're going to try Adobe After Effects, get some cool 3D things. I mean, also just been picking up, you know, guitar and piano again and re- kind of reteaching myself piano and learning guitar. Piano. Uh, I mean, just just fun stuff to try kind of just yeah, you can do that's not in a digital world kind of sometimes, you know. Yeah, I like that. You know, not staring at a
0: screen. I think my Have screen you been time is like doing any of that. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, the cell phone industry keeps plowing on, so I'm, I'm mostly just working on those. You got, you got to find some
1: way to get out of it, my friend. Well, I, I got Google. Find Stadia. a way to detach. Maybe I'll. Uh, wait a minute. That's, that's still also... digital. <laughs> yeah. I've been going on a yeah. lot of nature walks recently. That's, that's what I've been doing. That's good. That works. That's nice. I mean, you're, that you're not in the city, so. You can easily get to nature
0: that way that's actually what i do is i go and i do speed test walks i'll walk uh, around
1: doing speed tests and film them yeah i mean hey that's at least walking around for sure and i know you just you were going to mention the uh apple or the screen time right yeah would it probably oh it's, ridic- oh it's ridiculous totally i would really want to see the data from apple overall of everyone's screen time how much it gone up i want to see the, the data from netflix like yeah right and, and watch time and internet bandwidth oh my gosh Well, it's a crazy time out there. So everyone, please stay safe. You know, uh, possibly deselect HD or 4K and go down to SD, save some bandwidth for people. They're having to do that already in Europe by, you know, forcing Netflix and YouTube to only stream at SD. So let's not get to that in the United States. And yeah, don't physically, I mean, do physically distant. Don't socially distant yourself from your friends. So stay in contact with them over FaceTime and other services. Yeah. Thank you guys so
0: much for listening. Be safe. Be well. We look forward to talking to you on our next episode. So I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we'll see you next time. Talk to you next time. Shoot. No one can see us.